Welcome everyone to today's daily directional. These are navigational messages that help keep us pointed in the right direction. I'm Pastor Bethany, and I'm a learner, listener, and noticer of God. This podcast is a part of the Storytellers Collective. You can find us online at www.storytellerscollective.org. Well, good morning. Today we are jumping into James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. And I am reading them in the New International Version. Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. This particular passage holds quite a few echoes of Ecclesiastes for me. We've talked about that on and off that James is writing wisdom literature, and he comes from a really rich wisdom tradition. And I just want to read for you a portion of Ecclesiastes chapter 2, where the teacher is talking about pleasures being meaningless. He says, I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs to water groves of flourishing trees. I bought male and female slaves and had other slaves who were born in my house. I also owned more herds and flocks than anyone in Jerusalem before me. I amassed silver and gold for myself and the treasure of kings and provinces. I acquired male and female singers and a harem as well, the delights of a man's heart. I became greater by far than anyone in Jerusalem before me. In all this, my wisdom stayed with me. I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my labor, and this was the reward for all my toil. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. Do you hear and see some of the echoes of this sense of Ecclesiastes in the James passage? Again, James says, don't go here or there, spend a year, carry on business, make money, make plans, scheme things for yourselves. Because remember, you don't know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? And then he says, you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. The portion of Ecclesiastes that says that everything is meaningless, a chasing after the wind, sometimes is translated as vapor of vapors. It is something that seems to just be a little blip on the radar. We don't really like thinking of ourselves like that or our time or our lives. We want them to be important. But unfortunately, it's just not the way of history. It's not the way of humanity. We are much smaller than maybe we want to be. And I do find it helpful that instead of leaving us there in this space of saying, hey, 
don't do it this way. Don't scheme. Don't in your arrogance decide you're going to do this or that and not have asked the Lord. James says, instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, then we will live and do this or that. So this reminds me of the posture that we need to take when we pray the Lord's prayer, where we remember that God is our father in heaven, that he is holy, and that we pray his will be done both on earth as it is in heaven. Verse 16 says, as it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes and all such boasting is evil. Within the deeper meaning of this verse, James is talking about attaching glory, like our sense of achievement and glory to ourselves and to our accomplishments. And he has spoken about this before in the book where he warns that our glory is nothing, but the glory that God gives us is everything. So he's saying you're finding your glory and attaching your glory to empty assurances and bragging talk that doesn't have any substance. And that kind of glory is hurtful to us. In fact, this is exactly what we pray against when we close the Lord's Prayer with the line that says, Lord, deliver us from evil. So, Therefore, James says, when you know what is good and the words or the meaning behind good is what is beautiful, handsome, excellent, eminent, choice, surpassing, precious, useful, suitable, commendable, and admirable. I saw that list and it reminded me so powerfully of Paul's words where he says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So when we know what is good, those things, and then we refuse to do them, Unfortunately, that is sin. That is error. It is wrongdoing. It is missing the mark that God has for the best in our lives. The therefore that is at the end of this passage, right before that line where if, if anyone, therefore, if anyone knows the good that they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them, was sort of bothering me in the context of just these few verses. But I feel like placed back in the context of the whole of chapter four, it does make a lot more sense to me. James gives us examples of wrong motives, of fighting and quarreling, choosing the ways of the world over the ways of God's kingdom. He calls us back to a position of humility and reminds us not to judge one another. And then here he ends with the warning against making our own plans instead of asking God about his plans for us. And so it seems to me that this therefore is one last summit of warning. James is saying, brethren, brothers and sisters, you know what to do and how to do it rightly. You've been told and taught, so now go and do it. Otherwise, unfortunately, you're in the wrong. Friends, our submission is to God. It has to be to God in all ways and all places. So may you bow before him today as a beloved son or daughter, and allow him to faithfully lead and guide you through every circumstance that you face. As you listen and obey, I am absolutely confident that you will find the beautiful, true, noble, and lovely things to do and to think about, and that they will begin to have more sway in your life than the ugly, frustrating, and evil ones. So let's pray the Lord's Prayer together.
Our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen.